Welcome, everybody, and welcome to our special webinar with Luis, where we are going to take a deep dive on the financial and profit and loss drivers of the M3 trading system. Before we get going, let me just quickly go over our disclaimer material and let you know that this webinar is for educational purposes only. We are not broker-dealers, and we are not financial advisors, and we're not making any specific trade recommendations. Also, please be aware that your risk in trading options is substantial, and make sure you are aware of all your risks prior to placing any trades. Also note that we will be using hypothetical examples and hypothetical simulated performance and results. They are believed to be as accurately represented as possible, but keep in mind that live results can vary for many many different reasons. So uh, without further ado, let me welcome Luis. Hello, Luis. How are you? Uh, hello, everybody. Uh, today I'm going to be talking about the deep dive of the financial and payroll drivers of the entry uh, trading system. And I would like to start to apologize because although this is a dive, it is not going to be as deep as I would like to, this to be. Uh, mainly because uh, there are a couple of reasons on that. Uh, number one, it's really very extensive. And in order to do a very extensive analysis, we are going to need a lot of time. And uh, in order to, to, to be effective on this time, I will need to have a very good presentation. And sometimes it's very difficult to put a story in a way that it can be shared with a very large audience, especially in what coming cold feet. So although I have done the deep dive, I am going to be presenting only uh, skimming on the important factors of these particular financial and PL drivers However, I have done uh, uh, a much, much deep dive on, 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 those, on those analysis. Uh, I have been in a very unorganized uh, series of spreadsheets and, and in my understanding. Uh, but I just want to set up here first a baseline for future discussions if the community is interested in doing it so. Okay? So we are going to be doing that particular uh, deep dive. Uh, as usual, we have our disclaimers. John already went for the, uh, on those on those uh, disclaimers. Uh, just want to emphasize that uh, we are doing everything here for educational purposes only, and uh, do not follow any of the examples in here. If you do trade, please do that on your own risk. Okay, acknowledgments. First of all, I would like to acknowledge uh, John um, uh, for a couple of things. Number one, he did develop the empty uh, trading system. And he actually, when I approached him over a year ago about this particular analysis, was was very quick and very grateful on allowing me to do this uh, this uh, use of his data to do this analysis. Okay, uh, which is what we call in in other in other spheres we call data data mining. That's how I approached that. And also, I would like to acknowledge my trading bodies, Ray Mahardi and Francois Tillman, uh, who are really uh, very fundamental on me uh, being able to develop this type of concepts and having them as a sounding board and a feedback uh, element. The scope of this trade, okay, what I am presenting here is a little bit of outdated information in the sense that it was it only takes uh, into account the use of 2016 and 2017. And that is basically because that is, I was planning to make this presentation a few times, uh, a few months ago. In fact, this presentation was already made for the SMB group, and I apologize if I am repeating much of the information in there. But again, I'm trying to set up the baseline in here. I really want to bring everybody to the same level, and then if there is interest, taking it to the next one. Okay, and I am. So I could be going into very deep uh, analysis. I'm going to, going to be touching in two main points. Okay, number one, I am going to be touching on the plan capital and how the PNL was generated, and that generation was basically the source itself, not necessarily the trace on their own. Okay. 
So to do this analysis, what I did was uh, first the, the easiest part, which is just break the trading system in the two main components. Basically, the put for the fly, I'm going to call it uh, the put for the fly. Uh, it may be um, that it became a condor, it may be that it became any other type of, of spread. But for all practical purposes, we're going to keep calling that the put for the fly. And the long call, the in the money call. Okay, And then I'm going to grab each of the uh, independent expiration cycles and separate them and see how they behave on that part. All right? Uh, so that is what is going to happen. Uh, I just want to, to uh, emphasize that I am not trying to generate any statistical data in here. And certainly I'm not trying to find any correlation uh, of any kind right now. Also, I am not going to be presenting any, any backtrading, no backtesting, no debriefing, no what-if scenarios. It really is I'm not trying to second-guess what Young was doing uh, on, on his trades. What I was trying to see is separate the financial components on that. And this is very important. Okay, One of the, of the, of the good things about using the um, data generated from John is that we all know what John has been doing, and he has been very gracious on doing all these trades following exactly the same uh, the same guideline, the same trading rules. So uh, you really want to know how these trades were executed and where are they, uh, how, how they are started and how they are uh, closed and how they were managed in general. You can uh, very easily go to the website of John, grab the key logs and follow them, each particular one, and learn from them, you know, in, in, in your own particular story. So there is, there is no second guessing of what Luis was doing on his trades, you know, we all know that all these trades were, were done exactly on the same conditions. And that is very important because we are not going to have any, any unknowns, any moving parts on the trades that we're going to be looking into that. Okay, so everybody is done, everything is done on the same, on the same context. I think only one trade use, and I don't recall that exactly, only one trade use uh, for a brief uh, time, uh, a weekly call. All of them were doing with monthly calls, which is also a good thing. Okay, so let's start to see, uh, to frame here the work. So what we have here is uh, a screenshot of a year ago or how the trades that John shared with us on, on, on the Monday seminars um, were performing uh, around uh, September of 2017. Uh, these are the systems that he shares with us. And over here, you, we can see that the M3 was doing at that particular time 78%. And here is the historical data of all the trades of the different systems, namely the Bearish Butterfly, the M3, the Rock, the Bull, the UB1, and probably has been grown up to represent the other trades that he has been sharing with us every single month. So this is how we start over here. And then, because we're focused only on the M3, uh, we're going to grab that part and then start to look into a little bit more into the information. So this is the first, the, the, again, the information that, that John shared with us. As you can see here, we have seen the percent results of the returns of the M3 for the years 2016 and 2017. There is only one loss that will happen right out of that in the month of January 2016 with a loss of 8.7%. After, after that, we have uh, 23 consecutive winning trades, which represent a pretty nice uh, a profit. Here is the percent of, of return on the yearly basis, 48%, and what John calls the corrected value, which is 24%. Here is uh, for the year of 2017. Uh, 
the, the return and the corrected one of, of 52%. So this is all the information that we are looking into right now, okay? So what does it mean for me as a trader, okay? Well, what it means for me is that if I do have a portfolio with $50,000 and I have followed these particular trades that John has been reporting and get the same results uh, that he's doing that, my portfolio will have grown from $50,000 to an amount above $110,000. Not half bad for a two years work. However, as John has indicated, he needs to correct that. And in reality, because we have uh, many times during many um, weeks, uh, trades that do overlap in the sense that we do have uh, one month and then the second month, the next month is already uh, started or has to be started before the, the, the one is closed, we are going to have the need to use more capital. And this is just the amount of capital, just straight up, the, the plain vanilla uh, approach. It is not taking into consideration any advanced position management, uh, as, as you also has, has suggested, or any type of thing. This is just, just the most simplistic way in which I can make the numbers, which is if I do have two trades going on in parallel, Rather than dividing the, the, the results uh, in two, I will need to have uh, $100,000, $50,000 for each one. Regardless of that, you know, if I do have $100,000, then it will have grown as well the same amount of dollars. Uh, so this is the return that you will need. But in all practical purposes, uh, uh, if you want to have two particular trades running simultaneously, you will need $100,000. As I said, you know, without any any type of advanced position management in there. Okay, so this is the market environment during the time frame that we are analyzing. And remember, this is Monday morning quarterbacking. We are seeing here in the past. We didn't know that the market was to do what we're seeing in here. This is just to give us an idea of what happened so that we can really understand all the different conditions that the market is presenting to us and how the, the trades were managed, or managed under those different conditions and gave the results that they gave us. And this is pretty remarkable because the market is doing uh, uh, strong pullbacks, then very strong moves to the upside with pullbacks, moves to uh, more pullbacks, more strong moves up, going relatively flat, and, and then making the strong moves to the upside. So the market is really giving us everything that we can handle. Uh, so the conditions of the market are completely different from trade to trade, okay? And that is also very important. And that's why on, one of the reasons, uh, if not the main reason, because uh, that it is very difficult to do any type of a statistical analysis because the conditions are not the same, okay? Another piece of information without really going too strong on any type of technical analysis that I don't want to go at all on this presentation, but I want to, to certainly uh, mention here the volatility index for the uh, Russell 2000, the RBX, not the VIX, for the RBX. And this continuous line here on a, on a white um, yellowish color that we see here, it's the values of the RBX during the same time periods that we are studying that. And what I would like to call your attention, we see here the numerical scale on the left-hand side, you know, it goes from, from 11 to 32, is that when we do have very strong pullbacks, the RBX value can really duplicate from values of 17 all the way to 32, you know, in a very short time frame, which really puts a very uh, um, stress into the pricing of our, our different options that we're trading and change completely the conditions of the whole trade. 
So the volatility index for the, for the Russell 2000 is also changing significantly during, uh, during the, the period in which we are analyzing, to the point that it goes from very high values uh, in the pullback to very low historical values when we are towards the end of, of the, of the uh, time frame that we are studying here. So you can see here, and this is important. I think that, that in the past, um, or at least in year past, uh, I personally had paid, paid very little attention to the value of the RBX. And now I just, I just have to look at that every day, if not um, uh, as well intraday during hours, to see how it's changing. And there is another element that I am not presenting in here because I just didn't have enough time to put it in here, but that is also prevalent and very important for the trades that we're doing during these days, and that refers to the volatility skew. So without really going too much into those details, volatility skew has, has played a role in how these trades perform uh, on the current market conditions versus market conditions in the past. But this is this is the, the playground that we were presenting, uh, that we were having for those particular trades. Okay? All right. So these are, again, the, the same information, but now we start to look more into the dollar amounts. And the reason why I am presenting dollar amounts is because I really want to know the dollars, okay? Uh, so the percent helps me uh, to reference one versus, versus another one. I really want to know the dollar amount so that I can really relate um, uh, to that in a more pragmatic way. So this is exactly the same information that John had, but now I put that in a bar chart. And as you can see here, this is the loss that we have on the very first trade. And then there are the, the other uh, 21 trades in here that I am presenting to October uh, of the year 2017, how all of them made, made money. The profit target is around here on $5,000, which is the 10% of the plant capital. And we can, you can see that a few of them uh, were able to reach that particular value. Uh, the bulk of the trades were maybe between the, uh, let's call it 1500 and, and 4500 or, or $4,000 over here, you know. And there are a few ones who were just, just, we just were able to make a little bit money on that, okay? So these are the values of, the dollar values of that. Important here to notice is that as we saw the changing conditions in the market, how different the market it was, you know, all of the trades really make money, which is really a testimony to the uh, um, the solid of this particular trade if you are able to manage that properly. Let me just go here and, and tell you about the convention that I am using uh, to discuss the results in the in, in the following slides. Just a quick question, um, yes. Luis. Does this include adjustments? It includes the whole everything. Okay, so everything that has to do with the butterfly going into a condor, and then if we roll calls or something like that, then all that yes. stuff's included. Yeah, it's okay. Every, everything. This is the net. The net. At the end of the day, you know what I have in my account. These are the lowest amount collected. You know. Okay. Cool. And, yep. and when I am doing that, I look into the into the T log, and I just check, you know, spot check the values of that as well as the commissions if they are included. So this also takes in, into consideration the commissions. Okay. All right, so, so this is the convention that we do have here about, about a graph uh, for the results, okay? The green uh, blocks here, the, the green bars is the total the trade itself, okay? And the trade has two components, one in pink, which is the puts, and one in blue, which is the call, okay? So the net result, the green here that you see, uh, uh, this bar here, 
is um, the combination of the put and the call. The, the, the put in pink, the call in blue. When you see the bar going below the zero line, here is the zero line. When you see the, the, the bar going below the zero line, that means that this lost money. And here is the scale that we see on, see on the left-hand side here. It lost money as much as, well, let's call it $15,000. And the put side here, when it goes above the zero line, it makes money, you know, as much as $15,000. So we are going to have trades in which the put makes money or the put loses money. The call makes money or the call loses money. But the net result of the trade, as you can see here, trade one, trade two, trade three, uh, and this is going to be indicating over here what, what uh, expiration cycle are, are we looking at, uh, it made money, net result. So, so even though the put lost money and the call made money, the net result is over here indicated on the green bar. Okay, so this is the convention that I am using on that. Uh, remember, important thing, green is total, pink is put, call is blue. Okay, so what I want to show you here is that uh, again, I'm not trying to get any statistical data, so this is more like like anecdotal in here. But there were very few trades in which we were able to see uh, profits in both the put uh, uh, butterfly and the call in the money call. Okay, uh, just these particular ones, and you know, without really getting get, getting into a conclusion because there is not enough statistical numbers here to make a statistical assessment. You can see that we are very close to the profit target of the five thousand dollars when both components, the put and the call, make money, okay? And here are the expiration cycles that belong to these particular trades over here, okay? So we're doing that. So we win in both of them. But that is just more, that was more the, the, the exception than the rule. What we see here in, is that uh, cycles in which the put butterfly lost money. And the loss is indicated by these bars coming here to the downside of the below zero. And you can see that they can lose an important amount of money, and in this particular case, that can be also very high over here, close to the uh, $14,000 or $12,000, okay? These are uh, uh, cycles in which the put butterfly lost money. And again, we made money on the trade, as, as has been already mentioned, that because the call side is, is making money, okay? So the call is making money enough to compensate for the losses of the put butterfly so that the net result that we do have here is a profit. Okay, so put butterfly loses money, okay, call, call in the money call makes money, and we win net net. Now, now Luis, is that, is that um, all the trades in which the calls made money, or is that just a sample of them? This is of the, of the, of the, of the, of of the, of the, the I do have, this is all of them, all of them, of all of them, of all the 23 that, that I, 21 that I did analyze, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, in 9 of them, they put lost money. Right, and, and the them. call made money in 9 of them. And, they, and, 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 and the call made money on 9. Okay. Right, and then, it, and then the call made money on an additional 3. You had 3 before, right, on the last and I have And I have additional 3. Oh, 4, both of them one, two, three, four. four. So, so out of the 21, 14... No, 13 times a call made money. Correct, yes. Okay. And, and therefore, in the other ones, the call lost money, right? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, which makes us eight plus 13, that's 21. Okay, so these are the trades now, the cycles in which the long call lost money. 
and we can we can very easily come back here and see now that is when we start to correlate the market conditions with the results that we're getting. And if you do remember that, okay, at the beginning of this of the period that we are looking into that, the market had a very strong pullback in the months of January and February of 2016, and it just makes sense. We're losing money on the call. So this is just helping us to frame, you know, the, the, how the trade is behaving and what potential type of different adjustments, not necessarily following the guidelines, but that will be how each of the individual traders will adapt them, the, the style to what the market is throwing at them and see if we want, if we want to, to do something different in there. But what I'm trying to emphasize in here is exactly these big differences. Not so much that I am making or, or reaching out my, my, my profit target, okay? And that, we have done that before. But what I want, what I was personally interested is when I win B, when I win, how big I do win with the put butterfly. And when I lose with the call, you know, how, how bad do I lose with the call? And, 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 and the opposite is also true, right? When, when I was making money with the call, how much I was making, and if I am losing, I am I'm losing. And the reason why I'm focusing on that at my personal level is because if I can identify this type of, of pattern as the, as the trade is evolving, then my objective, my personal objective, will be to maximize this profit and to minimize this profit. The ideal case scenario will be, will be to do both of them, to maximize, and min, maximize the profit and minimize the loss. That would be ideal. But if I can accomplish only one of them, that will be even great. If I can accomplish just minimizing my losses, you know, then this profit that I see here will automatically increase. Or if I can maximize my profit and, and still getting the same loss in here, but even, even winning more over here on the put side, then that profit will also increase. So this was the type of, the type of pattern that I was looking for, that I had personally, I was more interested more personally. Because here, you know, there is, yeah, I can, I can, I can do something in here, but there is not too much room in here to improve. There is only $2,000 or about, you know, that I will be trying to fight. And here I am winning about $7,000. So it's, it's, there is not enough use in there to try to, to, to really uh, try something drastic and different. But when I see extremes like this one in here, and I can certainly associate that with an event that is happening in the marketplace, and I can correlate that with other observations, namely how the, the uh, for instance, how the RVX is changing, how the option pricing is changing, how the volatility skew is changing, then I can come over here and try to minimize my loss and or try to maximize my profit. This is the area that I was more interested. This is the, 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 the next level of the deep dive analysis that I was interested in. Right. So one of the things you could be saying to yourself, right, is, is, is how can I lose less money on the call side and still have the same protection? Exactly. Maybe questions like that. And that, I just, too, I have, before you go on, um, Luis, I have just a, a question, and it just says, you know, when you say put, is that the put fly itself? And you know, I guess I could answer that a little bit. I think, and tell me if I'm right or wrong, Luis, I want to make sure. But um, basically, when you say the put side, you're, you're saying everything that happened on the put side, the put butterfly, all the adjustments related to the put butterfly um, are all included into that put. Is that correct? That's correct, yes. That's absolutely correct, yes. 
Right. Uh, let's see. Uh, and it's a comment from Andrew. It says, sample size is small, but it seems like stopping out a long call at a 5,000 loss would improve the trade. I will let you answer or comment on that. Well, you know, and that that is exactly the challenge that we all have, right? Because then, then uh, let's 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 start thinking about that. Why we are stopping that? We're stopping that, or why are we losing? We're losing because the market is pulling back. Okay, so so we stop the loss, we close the call, we stop the loss, but then the market reverses, and then how do we guarantee the participation when the market starts to reverse? You know. Because remember, we are trading here for 56 DTEs, days to expiration, okay? So in any time period that we have in there, okay, we need to ensure, as you were saying, uh, have the protection. And the protection could mean also the participation, right? I mean, I, I protect myself against a loss because I don't want to keep losing more. But I also want to participate when the market is moving in the whatever direction is moving. So, so then the question is that, how, I, how do I, I, I protect myself, but also how do I participate myself? Right, because, because some, of those, some of those calls may have drawn down five or $6,000 during the trade, but ended up making money at the end. Right? Exactly, exactly. So, so it's that participation. And that is the real challenge, you know, because I can close, you know, I can close the call over here, but now if the market reverses, I will be having a, a, a double whammy against me. Number one, my put is going to start to lose the money that it had. And number two, I will not be participating with the call. And that is exactly the challenge that. So if we can, but now going a little bit more, as I was saying, you know, deeper into the analysis, is there an event that I can, a pattern that I can follow on that? And the answer is yes, but, 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 but the, the explaining the answer is not so easy. So, so let's, let's, Let's park that, 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 that discussion for, for a further time and just continue right now here. Okay. All right. So I do have my capital, and what I wanted to know is uh, where was that capital going? I saw how this, this, this money was coming in, and I just wanted to see how that capital was used. So regardless of the amount of capital, we know that in total capital could not be more than $50,000. But the fifty thousand dollars were not used hundred percent of uh, of the time in 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 all the trades, right? I mean, we're using sometimes less, sometimes close to the fifty thousand. So what I did is I normalized the value of that, whatever that dollar value was. I normalized that to hundred percent, and of that hundred percent capital utilization, this is a real dollars, not plant capital. These are real dollars. How much was used for the put, and how much was used for the call? And what I really wanted to see was, rather than, than the specific numbers, if there was a particular trend or something um, that, I could, that I could see, you know, an overview on that. And I came to the conclusion, I may be wrong, but I came to the conclusion that the, for the most part, the capital was used on the put butterfly, okay? Uh, it was used on that. We were using the, uh, and we can rationalize from where there is a significant demand of capital for the call, that we probably are rolling, the, the market is coming down, that volatility has increased, and we're rolling it down and, and, and closing the existing call for a loss and, and having to put more capital. That's when we have this, this demand on, on, on capital for the call. For, for the most part, you know, the capital is being used more in the put side. Go ahead. Oh, I was thinking here, right, 
wouldn't well I, I suppose yeah because I'm I'm just I, I haven't really thought about this right I'm just think I felt my head I guess when volatility is very low in general or when skews are steep you're spending a lot of money on the butterflies mm-hmm. um, because we are um, we're we're putting on butterflies at delta's high so we're adding in verticals and that really cranks the the value up in the butterfly side and I suppose you could probably get closer to the money with the calls when mm-hmm. the when the volatility is really low, because usually there's not a whole lot of time premium in them. So, I, so I guess, so I guess that makes sense. So, when things are a little bit lower, maybe you would have more in the butterfly side than the call side. I, I just going off the top of my head. I don't know if that's what you came out with or not. Uh, it's part of it, uh, yeah. but it's all of it. Let me just let me just come a little bit further down. It's two slides down. You, you come and sure. two slides down. Okay. So, so now I am, what I'm doing here is I grab that 100%, and now I am really looking into the dollars, okay? Now I am really looking into how much dollar amount was used for, for the trades. And we know that the plant capital is 50000 And as you can see, some of these bars are more than 50000 That doesn't mean that it was used more than 50000 What it means is that during one part of the trade, 50000 were used for the, for the put butterfly, but not simultaneously another amount of capital was used for the call part, okay? They did not, the maximum capital utilization was not simultaneous. It was a different types of times of the trade. That's why it, it looks more than that. But what I want to emphasize in here is the amount of capital that we used for the, the actual dollars that we used for the put butterfly compared with the, with the, um, with the in-the-money call. And as you can see here, the put butterfly can command pretty much uh, $50,000 when, when we are managing that. And that is, as, as Young was saying, you know, due to the, to the verticals that we're doing. So, so there is, this is the actual dollar demand from that. So when we enter our trades and we, we don't move the call, you know, it can stay there without having a single change on that. And it will be command, give or take $10,000. You know, and that, that will be the extent of it. But the put butterfly, we know that it's going to be always, always requiring uh, capital. And when it doesn't, that means that just only means that we, we have a very nice trade because our put doesn't need to be moved. It's going to be making money, and we are going to be fine and done. How is that capital used? Well, what I, what I have here is um, a very, um, not simplistic, but the very minimum analysis that we need to make in order to understand how our capital is being used. Basically, is the margin requirement for the put butterfly. And this is only directing margin. And this is not 100% the actual margin or the, the dollar amount that you need to bring up, but it is what the, the, your account will be separated when you have regular key margin. It doesn't, does, it is not the calculation for, for, for <coughs> excuse me, for portfolio margin. It is not the calculation for uh, span margin, it's just for rectifying margin. And I do that because uh, the bulk of my, of my trades are done in retirement accounts. And in retirement accounts, you cannot have portfolio margin. But also, it gives you the actual uh, level of risk that you have on the trade. You know, you may, you may be able to have riskier trades, but at the end of the day, you are going to be able to, you're going to lose the money that, that the rectifying margin is asking you to. And here, I wanted a measure of that. Okay, so what this means, for instance, let me just, just see how I get to this particular number of $20,000. So when we start the trade, we have uh, 10 butterflies, 
you know, for the 10 butterflies, we are going to have 20 shorts and a, and a given strike. If we move 10 of those, 10 of those uh, shorts, 20 points up, you know, we're going to be selling uh, verticals on that, 20 points wide, 10 of them. That is going to require a margin of $20,000. That doesn't take into account the credit that we did receive for selling those verticals. Say, let's say that we sell, sold them at, at $4, okay? It may be true, it may be not true, but let's use that. If we move 10 verticals for $4, that means that we collect $400 per one contract. If it's 10 of them, we're going to be collecting uh, $4,000. So net-net, although we are required to have $20,000 on, on, on recti margin, if we did collect $4,000, the actual amount that we're going to have is $16,000. But because I tried to, to separate that to the actual value of that and it was too complicated, I just grabbed whatever the maximum, and this bar represents whatever the maximum recti margin was present during the whole, the whole trade, okay? It may have been $20,000 only for a couple of days, or it may have, may have been $45,000 for, 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 for one day, but it was required. So what I wanted to see here is that there are trades, and you can see here, this is an indication. The amount of capital that you see here is an indication of the amount of activity that you are having on managing the put butterfly. And as you can see here, this is what the, the, the most emphasis on the management of the empty trade is made. You know, and we see that on every single presentation, you know, the put butterfly is being managed. We sell verticals, we do this, we do that. It's highly, highly um, um, managed, very active. But these are the amounts of money that we see that. And you can see that there are very few exceptions, only two trades in which the butterfly was not moved. But at the very minimum, you can see that, that uh, a simple explanation that 10, uh, 10 contracts were moved 10 points. And that's why we need $10,000 on margin. That would be a very mild uh, move on that. But there are other, other instances in which there is a lot of adjustment and there is a lot of margin being required. Okay? So that is important because this will also incite the trader to learn other techniques like the, the advanced position management so that you can actually deal with this, uh, these numbers over here. And in fact, uh, when these start to grow beyond the $50,000 on plant capital, we have seen, Don, uh, we have seen uh, uh, John uh, doing the adjustment and bringing that uh, into, into compliance, okay? But this just tells you how much margin is being used for the management of the food butterfly, which is significant in some cases, okay? It amounts to, to the full plant capital, okay? And, and this is what I was, I was telling you, John. I don't know if this, this will address your observation that you were saying with respect to the uh, volatility and stuff. That this is how the, the capital goes allocated there. Yeah, yeah, that, that's, um, that's, that's very useful. And maybe at some point we can overlay that on a volatility chart or something and, and just kind of see if there's any relation or correlation in that. Yeah, that would be, yeah, that would be interesting, yeah. Um, okay, so if I am using money, I want to see, you know, what do I get from that? And again, this is this is this is very important. It was this is very important for me because 
when I lose money, I want to see where did I lose it. And when I make money, I want to see how I make it. So, so this is coming back again using the dollar amount, then, then putting that as a percent of return, return on investment. And this is not on plan capital, okay? This is, if I did use a, a, a certain amount of dollars for the call, okay, uh, let's say that I, I, I use $10,000 and I lose 30% of that, that means that I lost uh, $3,000 on this particular call. That is what this bar indicates to me, okay? Of the capital that I allocate for the call, I was losing 30% of that. The capital that I allocated for the put, butterfly, uh, I was making 30% of that. So, so this is what, what, what it makes. So what, what I wanted to see with this particular graph was that uh, there are instances in which we can get very interesting results in terms of, of return of our investment. And these are uh, pretty high. I mean, if we just think a little bit about on the, on the bearish butterfly that has a profit target of 30%, which is the highest of all the different methods that, that uh, John has developed. This particular graph here shows us that there are instances in which we can accomplish that particular profit. We can accomplish that particular loss as well, right, of 30,000%. But both sides are, are, are valid. But this is the idea, okay? So what I am doing, and, and this is this is for me also important, you know. I said, oh my gosh, I'm making thirty percent of that. Can I keep it? You know, yeah, it's it's. I'm, you're going to be losing fifteen percent of that. So now it becomes important, you know. But but fifteen percent, if I am using a lot more capital on my put, as as we saw on the previous slide, that means that if I do do lose fifteen percent, I would be losing fifteen percent of a larger amount. So how can I how can I minimize this loss? How can I maximize this uh, uh, this profit? How can I how can I change the paradigm of my capital utilization? I am utilizing my capital properly on the put. Should I put rather than, than using my capital on the put? Should I move it now to the call, or vice versa? You know, those are the questions, and those are the things that 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 I then start to look afterwards on on the on the analysis. Okay. All right, and then this is this is we saw that for the 2000 uh, year 2016. This is for 2017. As you can see here, this was this was a little bit less traumatic, with the exception of this particular uh, expiration cycle on October 2017, in which the put butterfly really have a very significant uh, loss, and and here the the call was making nice money. But but this is the return on investment, so 30 percent, 30 percent, you know. And, and at the end of the day, we still are making money, okay? And that is important to know that. So as, as the trade develops, you know, and, and we keep, a, we keep a, a tab on what is happening, then we can start thinking a little bit more creative what else we can be doing in that. Okay? So let me just um, uh, uh, take you for a spin on, 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 on a few, uh, uh, one, one simplistic, because it is not even detailed. It's a simplistic example of what I did with, with, that, with that particular information. So as I was saying before, th these are cycles in which the put butterfly lost money, and I am going to be talking about this particular one of October 17, uh, October 2017, this expiration cycle. And what I have in here is the T-log, and um, the trade uh, will expire in October. There is 18 days to expiration. We are, of course, in back trader mode with the T-log on that. 
So we're looking on this particular one in which the put butterfly lost money. When we look at our information here in option view, we see that the trade is losing money on realized profits, net profits of, of 2,700 bucks. Our gigs are okay. There is, there is absolutely nothing wrong with our gigs. You know, our gigs tells uh, delta minus 10, slow gamma, nah, not so bad, uh, theta, beta is still negative. So, so the trade is really healthy. There is nothing wrong with that. The put butterfly, uh, that was once a put butterfly, now it is a, a condor, you know, a balanced col condor that we have in here, um, a, a broken wing condor, uh, but nothing really out of this world. Very, very simple trade, uh, nothing, nothing to, to worry about that. To the point that, that when we look into the uh, profile of this trade, this is how it looks, right? I mean, we do have our call here at um, 14.30, our uh, broken wing condor. This is the profile. Of course, we are underwater, as we saw, that 2,900 bucks, you know, but the tent is behind the market, and this is where we are, okay? Now, to understand what is happening on that, let me just frame the analysis on that. This is the, the graph of, of, of the uh, of the road on this particular expiration cycle. It's October, so it's going to expire a few, you know, we don't see that around here, this area, which means that when we enter this trade, we enter that two months before that, so that will be one month, two months. So we enter this trade, uh, give or take, somewhere around this area. Since, since that particular entry, the market has done nothing but going up like crazy, okay? So this is what the market is doing. And because of that, it's obviously, is we see what we saw in here, right? Our put is losing money, and our call is making money, right? That is the type of, of, of pretty obvious stuff, observation, like that, right? I mean, the market moves up, we make money on our call, we're just losing, losing money on, on our put, okay? That is the market conditions. But then, what I do is, it's, it's very simple, nothing fancy. Okay, what I do is I do graph only my call. This is, this is just the call component of the trade. Okay, this is the risk profile of that. Right now, I have, this one has realized and unrealized profits. The net, if I will close it right now at this moment, the profit will be $12,000 and change. Okay, it's around here. Okay, this call, it doesn't matter how bad the market does. Okay, the market can pull back over 100 points. I'm still going to have a guaranteed profit of $4,000 or $4,500 over here. I cannot lose in this, in this call. This call is going to be making money. The market continues to move to the upside. I continue to win, you know. And, and whatever the market stops between this point and, and the 1430 points, you know, I will be having a different value of my profits. But that is what is going to happen. With 18 days to go, you know, that is the extent of my risk. Okay? I, can, I can give back all this profit over here and settle with a profit of only 4,200 bucks, okay? That is what this call site is telling me. Here's the call site. This is what the put site is telling me. This, this is my put condor, now my put condor. My put condor, contrary to the call, okay, is showing me, the Greeks really don't mean too much it does, the way do mean, if, if you think about it, you know, if you think that, that you are going to bring 90 deltas with your, with your uh, deep in the money call, you don't want your, your, your put a system to be much, much higher than, 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 
than 120 uh, uh, deltas or 140 because then you start to you start to be uh, with a negative delta bigger than than than, than the uh, guidelines. So if you if you really think about this, these negative deltas of minus 110 they are really within guidelines. Okay, they are not too excessive. Theta is still positive. Negative Vega. Okay, there is absolutely nothing wrong with this with this um, uh, condor. Uh, from from the design point of view, you know, from the desire point of view, we don't like that. Okay, I don't like that. I don't like to have a trade in which my put side is losing fifteen thousand dollars. I don't think that anybody likes that. It is over here. If I close it right now, uh, some of these losses are realized losses already. Some of them are unrealized. But if I do close it now, I will be realizing that loss of fifteen thousand dollars. But also, this graph is telling me a couple of other things. If the markets between now and, and expiration settles in the upside, this loss is going to increase from $15,000 to about, let's call it $20,000 in here. So, so going up is just going to hurt me, okay? If it's really a drastic pullback of over 100 points, it can end over here, and then the loss will not only be 15000 or 20000 it will be, a, a catastrophic loss of $15,000. So we don't want to expose ourselves to, to come and, and lose over here, in here. My sweet spot for this particular put side is that actually the market pulls back. And we know that. I mean, we have 110 negative deltas. So we want this to pull back, and hopefully it will settle anything in here. If it does settle anything between where the position our shorts are, which is 14.16 and 14.90, 4090 and 1460, if it does settle that, and assuming that we don't touch it, that we don't move anything, that we don't just stay pretty and quiet in there, uh, good luck on that, a chance of that. It will settle. Hey, hey, hey Luis, yes. um, with that call that you had before, how did the expiration line get above zero? It is because you have been harvesting that several times. Oh, okay, okay, so you were harvesting it. Okay, super. You have been harvesting and moving it up, moving it up, so now you can you cannot lose. It's not the original one, it has been moved. Throughout the right, trade. okay, okay, I see. So so the, so the you started the trade, the market went up, you you rolled the call up. Yes. Okay, yes. super. Okay, that explains that. Thanks. So, but this, but this particular one, you know, on the best case scenario, the road expires between our shorts and we don't touch it and we have, you know, the gods to stay in this trade, at best, for, for this particular put side, we can break even. However, my psychological interpretation is, and this is my interpretation, uh, is that I actually will be winning $15,000 because I will come from, a, from an unrealized loss that I am right now of, of $15,000 loss to a break-even. So I will be recovering, not, not realizing this loss, so in my mind I will be making $15,000. But in reality, if we just look into, if it was only, which is not, if this was only a put butterfly trade that we have here, the best that this one do is a break-even. Okay? But now this is a dual system, remember that. Okay? So, so this is a dual system, so you are having, you know, you take the, the bad, this is the bad, you take that with the good. You know, this is the good. You take the bad with the good. So, so, so this is the bad. The other ones was the good. These are both of them combined. You know, so, so this is the call profile 
you know, this cannot lose money. This is a pool profile. This, at best, can can break even. You know, can be, can get even worse on that. You know, if the market move pulls back hundred points, you know, we are going to lose pretty bad on 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 the put butterfly. But also, we're going to give back a bunch of our profits on the call side. So it's really risky, risky situation over here. And if it moves up, whatever we make on the call, it's not going to be enough to compensate, or it really needs to move significantly to compensate for another $5,000 on profit in here. So we need to move 50 points um, uh, to make another $5,000 over here. Okay? So that is... That, that is the isolated components, the, 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 the put butterfly and the call, the call. And when we have them combined, this, this blue one here is what we actually see all the time. This is the profile that we saw at the beginning, the combination of the put side and the combination with, with, with the call side. And that's why we, we, we see that it is okay. Our trade is okay. The heavy lifting is being made by the call side. The lagger here is the put one. And this is the type of this is the type of, of the story that I wanted to make to myself, because now I know what my where my winning is, I know what my winning is making. So how can I preserve that win? And now I know where my loser is. So what can I do? And as I said, you know, there is very little that I can do to maximize this profit. I think that this is giving me everything that it that it goes. So the best that I can do with the call side is avoid to giving back profit. But this guy here, you know, it's, it's, it's giving me a big loss, and maybe not right now at this moment. Maybe this, it is too late at this type of, 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 of the trade with 18 DTEs. But maybe sometime when I saw something uh, 20 days before, I could have done something different so that I am not on this, on this situation, and I will allow my, 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 my call to keep running and minimizing this loss so that it doesn't, doesn't account. If I can just shape, $5,000 of this loss of 15000 reduce that by, by one-third of what it is right now, I will be sitting very pretty here because then my profit will be very significant. So as you can see here, what I wanted to, to, to understand myself as I was doing this, this data mining is, okay, when I am losing, and it's not so much the winning, but it's more like when I am losing, what I am losing it, and can I do something different? To minimize that loss okay and this is just as I said just a small example of that and then the real deep analysis on that is going into the trades and looking into that and, and now and now it's when, when the fun part starts you know let me just back trading this this one here let me let me do the what if scenarios and then let me see if I can generalize that part okay but that was the whole the whole premise of this exercise but I needed to, to first set the baseline uh, so that we all can come from the same from the same background, okay? Right. So, so Luis, a, a quick question: Was there a big range of butterfly to call ratios with the sample, or were they all pretty much the same? I don't remember uh, myself. I, I it, it was it was pretty much the same one. It's usually at ten ones in in there, and it's very seldom in this time frame. Very seldom you have more than ten butterflies. Right. I think I think that was. Um, a characteristic of that time frame. That was a time frame where everything was kind of normal. Yeah. Yes, okay. exactly. I, I do think that it has changed uh, quite a bit since, since this particular date, you know, starting in, in late 2017 and certainly all 2018, 
that's has changed quite a bit, you know. But I have I haven't I haven't uh, data mined that that information yet. Uh, but yeah, that that is that is also good. Cool. So this is this is this is one example. Another one, and and I cannot give the details of that because uh, this trade is, is is not mine. But uh, and and I just grabbed information in there. But there is not, uh, and John knows that by now. There is not T log that I don't lo don't like. You know, I see a T log and I just I'm all over it and I start to to play with them. You know, and this particular one, uh, you know, when I see when I see this type of place now, I said, well, obviously I am making money. 60,000 bucks, you know, it's not half bad. I do have an excessive risk. You know, I, if I stay on this trade, you know, I can only not, not only give back my $60,000, but lose another 60000 So it will be a net loss of 120 in my accounting. I want to, to make this money, but, you know, it's, it's way too much risk going to the downside. So I start to look into that, and that helped me as a trader personally when I start to look at that, you said, Luis, stop dreaming. You are not going to get that. Just try to do something different. Try to, to, to grab your profits now because uh, you are not going to win this one. You know, you need to stay here longer time. 14 days is a lot of time. You are going to have a lot of gamma. You can give back all the risk. You don't have a healthy position. So I start to see those type of things. I start to see how can I, how can I improve that. And then it's what I go to, to, to risk control, what I call the risk, the dream mode, in which I said, okay, let me just stay here with my profits. And now, you know, I cannot lose. I can, I, I, worst that I can do is I can win $51,000. I can make a little bit more. I can stay seven days on my trade. You know, I can reduce this uh, significantly. You know, I can, I can chew up all my, my, my position and say, well, I'm going to, to stay here with uh, 20% the size of what I have in here, you know. But now I can look a little bit uh, more with, with a little bit more analytical into my positions and make a determination on a timely fashion so that, that I said it doesn't matter if, it, if I go to expiration right now, seven more days, I'm going to be okay. Or vice versa, you know, Luis, you are not going to, to, to do good in here. You know, it doesn't matter how this, this one it is, how you Greeks are. This doesn't look good. Get the hell out of there because your loss can be pretty traumatic. And, 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 and I do that. Yeah, so what you did is that you gave up a lot, a lot of profit potential in the trade, but you did it for basically eliminating your risk of a big loss, mm -hmm. which is which is good. So you, and you still have the chance to make some more money if the market's relatively smooth, right? Uh, right. And, 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 and the, the important thing here is that I am happy with this profit. See, this is this is this for me. I, uh, once you get into this type of uh, type of positions, uh, at least in in my psyche, you know, it's very rewarding because I do have my profit log. I said you did good, you know, have a glass of beer, have have a bottle of tequila, whatever happens first, you know, it's good and and it feels really great in, in, in from that regard, you know, rather than, than having the the anxiety here, the, the anguish of, oh, my gosh, I'm giving back now $10,000, I'm going to lose more. You know, it's too much psychological pain. Right. So you're, yeah, right. So you're just basically saying, hey, I'm happy with the profit I have, but I'd like to stay in the trade, see if I can make more. Let's mm -hmm. let's um, do this, right? Let's do so the question becomes, uh, well, the question somebody asks is, how did you do that? How yeah, make... that, yeah we, we will need to go into, into the details of that, you know, and, and, and it's relatively 
for me, it's relatively simple, but I will need to have the... the right, but essentially, essentially what you did is you, is you rolled in your long strikes. You, st- you, st- you, st- you start to, 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 to eliminate the source of your risk. You know, you need to, right. to identify where, where the source of your risk is. You know, like, uh, let me just grab this one over here, you know. So, so, so the risk on this trade, you know, all this drop that we see in here, um, uh, you know, uh, from here to here, there is very little money that I can make in addition to what is already made, okay? So if I move this, this longs from here all the way up to here, okay, I am going to bring it all the way to 1450. So 1450 is at this level here. So this right horizontal will move from where it is, 1410 to 1450. So it moves all the way up here, right here. Okay, now I have, I have eliminated the risk from 50,000 all the way to uh, 10,000 in here. That the line will be, will be right here. My T plus zero line, therefore, will not drop like that. It actually will, will bulk this way uh, because my loss is going to be 10,000 on this. Uh, this is going to cost me some money, basically 125 to 259. So it's going to cost me, let's, let's call it 130, okay, times 10. You know, it's going to cost me 1,300 bucks to do that. But then I am eliminating, it's costing me $1,300 to eliminate a risk of $40,000. Let me see. Pay right. $1,300 to eliminate $40,000. I take that. Right. And, <laughs> and then, as you get, then as you get closer and closer to expiration, that exchange becomes better and better for, your, for you. Absolutely. Right, because yes. the cost difference is, is smaller and smaller. Yeah. And, then, and then if there is a pullback here, Okay, then I am going to start to participate right away. Right? Mm-hmm. And I don't have to worry for, for an steam pullback because all what I can lo- lose is, is the 10,000. So it's very simple. So you move these longs here from this position all the way up to here out of the 1540. This, this, this right left horizontal moves all the way to 1450 over here. You stay right here. It's going to be $10,000. It's going to cost you money. It's going to change your Greeks, and that's very important. It's going to change your Greeks because you are, you are having a, a position with a delta of 275 with a delta of 8. So you are adding 6 times 10. You are adding 60 negative deltas, okay? And right. you need to understand that part. So if you don't understand the implications with the Greeks, now you have to manage with different Greeks. It's going to change your right. theta because your theta is going to be smaller. So your delta-theta ratio is going to change. Right, but, it's not necessarily bad. Right, but you can also short options further forward, right? So you can make mm-hmm. different corrections with that and maybe collecting a little bit of money there also. So I mean, that's some useful information here. You know, what you're saying is, you know, as the market goes up, we're taking our calls, we're rolling them forward to take risk off the call from the calls losing money on a reversal. And then mm-hmm. here, you know, as you get close to expiration and your risk outweighs your potential to make money, um, you know, you can roll up maybe some of your long strikes and, um, you know, and, and take take some risk off the table there as well. Does that make, is that what you're saying? Yes, exactly. That, that, that's like that part, you know, so, so, but that, that's how you go about doing, doing this part, you know, and, 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 and place it in a, in a way that it's a little bit more uh, 
palatable because here we are going to stay on this trade. See, that's your decision that you already made the decision in here that you are going to, to, to stay on this trade. And you make this decision not based on this particular graph. This is important to understand, okay? This is the, you are just breaking down your components. But you make the decision to stay on this trade based on this graph. So now you are going to where you are raising this, this horizontal over here, you know, is all the way up here now. That makes it makes it really, really much more uh, uh, palatable. You know, when you have this profile, your T plus zero line now is going to do, to look like this. So the pullback, instead of, 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 of needing a pullback of 20 points, you may need only a, a pullback of 10 points. Right. And, and right. then you're home. And, of course, pulling the risk off would have made a big difference back in February, right? <laughs> there you have it. <laughs> But this is this is the trace, you know. Now I have this example, so when I see that on my on my on, on my um, live trace, I said, okay, I have seen this movie before, and and then the, the challenge is to myself: Do you feel that you have the sufficient skills to pull that trade, to pull the trigger and enter that trade? And if the answer is yes, you enter. If the answer is no, you don't enter that. You are not willing to take the risk, then you are not going to get the reward, and vice versa, right? Right, right. That's good advice. Yeah, yeah. always watching your risk reward. So, a question: Is there a target delta theta ratio that you would like to see after adjusting, making that type of an adjustment? Uh, it, it's it really what I do is 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 um, if I have problems identifying the delta that I do have. What I do is I put the reverse trade of that. So let's say that I have this 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 particular trade with 15 deltas, and I said, um, okay, I make I make the move of these longs from here 40 points up. It changed my deltas, and I see, you know, I cannot see that. I cannot see that. So what I do is I put a synthetic trade in here, reversing that trade. You know, two days later, of course, when I I need to do the analysis, and I said, okay. If I have not done that trade, my deltas will be X. And now I do have the system back into the normal instance in which it will be if I have not done that trade. So are you saying you're also watching the normal trade at the same time rather than the, the you know, in other words, you're, because I do this all the time with some of the other systems when we start with APM squared, where we, we make modifications to the trade, but we're actually watching the, trade as if it had no modifications to make exactly. our decisions because that that is that is easy to understand right I mean, right that that we have that that the bulk of information we have with the system like that so right and relate to that and said okay you know it looks healthy so now let me see what else i can do and then the, the the answer then the real answer is a little bit more complicated but at least if i can get the information on a normalized situation and, and and that is not a problem. Then I know that I am not in a problem. Right. But, yeah. That that makes sense. But also, you know, negative theta is always negative theta. So it really doesn't matter how how it looks in in the other situation. If I do have a position with negative theta, I know that I am in a pickle. I know that I am a problem because because negative theta is negative theta. You know. But right. I am not. I I, I but I do not mind. A, a big gamma, you know, there, there, there are some people in which they, they don't like the gamma trend, you know. I don't mind a gamma trend. In fact, I love gamma trend if I have my position 
under control because I know that I'm going to make money faster. So, right. but that, that is that is the individual. That's a trader, the skill that the trader has to develop to satisfy himself herself. Right, right. Uh, let's see, another comment from Andrew. Very nice job, Lewis. Uh, I'm a little surprised the call contributed as much as it did to the profits. I guess okay. that's a comment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it does sometimes. Sometimes those calls, are, they make a lot of money. <laughs> sometimes they are really the, the, the cow's meow, really. Yeah, for sure. All right, I'll let you move on. Okay, well, I think that that is just just uh, uh, the bulk of it. I just want to make some 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 final remarks. Okay, these are pretty obvious now, and we knew that uh, even before we started that. Um, so we separated the two components: the put butterfly and the long call, just to look in the capital invested as well as the PNL generated. Uh, and of course, you know this is obvious. You know the profit and loss that we have for each component is less than, than we have for the complete position. But also, it gives us an insight, and I don't think, although we knew that, you know, it has always been in the back of our minds. Of course, you know, because we have the call and we have the put, it's, it's duality that it helps us to, to for the trade. And here we have seen the numbers associated with that, you know. And then, and then the one thing that I was, as I said, as I mentioned before, very interested is, how can I contain my losses? You know, not so much on maximizing my profits, but minimizing my, my, my loss. That is another important remark. You know, and then, uh, then of course, then this uh, hopefully opens and ties all of you guys to, to look a little bit up, up deeper in, in your own trades and see what other type of trades you could be um, incorporating into your own personal trades so that you can improve your, your personal system. You know, it may not be easy, but uh, it's better than the alternative of not doing nothing and lose, keep losing money. Right. So isn't one of the many points here is that, you know, as you're trading either an M3 or, or whatever position you happen to be trading, is just kind of look for places where you have risk that isn't really worth it. And mm-hmm. then maybe just moving your positions. Like if you get a, an M3 call that gets deep, too, so deep, really deep in the money, we can move that and limit mm-hmm. our losses on that. If we get, um, you know, long strikes that really, you know, if, our, if the distance between our short and long strikes are so long that we're not really, don't really get any benefit from taking on the risk, you know, we can cut mm-hmm. that down. We can reduce our losses on it. Is that, is that what you're saying? That, 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 is, that, is, that is one big part. Another part, for instance, is let's say that we have our shorts and we need to, to sell some verticals to compensate for our, our deltas, right? And we have the choice of moving four contracts 10 points or moving two contracts 20 points, you know. Ah, right. That is, that is basically, in terms of, of Greeks, in terms of everything, it's basically the same thing. But, but in terms of money, it is not the same thing because, because you may be getting more money we're doing only two contracts at 20 points, or maybe 30 points, that doing four, four of them 10 points, because the credit may, may, may not be there. Or maybe you could be anticipating that and saying, you know, this guy, it doesn't matter when he does it, I will need to, to sell some verticals. I can afford the risk right now. Let me move them right now preemptively 
ahead of time because this is this happening. It's just a matter of time, a, a day or two. Let me do that. You know, so you start you start to anticipate the moves on that, but then you need to put the financial, the money component to it to see if it is better or not to do that. Right, because you could you could make a delta correction by say taking ten contracts and moving them ten points, or taking one contract and just pulling out a whole wing on your butterfly, mm-hmm. right? Yes, and, yes, and and there, and there might be different, very different financial consequences to that. Yet they might do the same delta shift. Delta shift, and then and then how you profile stays uh, after such thing. You know, so 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 if you, right. your profile gets better. You said, I like this part, you know, let's say that, that let's say that, that, that you're, you're like, like, like we saw in this example, right? That your call is really running like, 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 a, like, like crazy here, you know, and, and, and you don't see that this part in here, but you say, hey, if I start to peel out this, this particular components in here, this one is going to run wilder and, and, and rather than, than moving you know, these 10 contracts that as you did here, you know, maybe if I just take one out of them, you know, the, this, this, this debit side here, one contract of two contracts, you know, but that is, that, that is, that is the what if scenario. That is what I didn't want to get into because that is a whole full kind of worms in there. But that is the idea that then we start to, to, to challenge ourselves and see what else can we be doing. Okay, yeah, that's all very interesting stuff. And I have another question here. Are you looking for a certain value in the spread before adjusting? If you are along ten point, if you are long a ten point wide put vertical and you have captured nine dollars, would you close the trade instead of leaving it on, trying to get the last dollar? Uh, uh, the answer is yes. I'm looking always for a value, and 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 what I do here. Let me just let's use again this information in here. Okay. What, what I'm looking for, my, my life trades in here, okay, uh, any, any life trades. Uh, and this is, this, 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 this is a good example, okay. This particular condo, if we break it down, has two components, a debit spread, okay, which is 20 wide, and a credit spread that it is uh, 50 wide, okay. So, so uh, let's, let, I, I have the same type of analysis for the debit side, but for the credit side, which is easier to understand or easy for me to explain, um, what I do want have is that the value net net, okay, this is this is a fifty wide, or we can say that is five of them ten wide. So there is one from here to here, one from here to here, one from here to here, and and so forth and so on. The value of that. Of, of the 10 point spread is different, of course, and this one here from from 1410 to 1420 has a value of only 15 cents. If I was about to sell it right now, if it was a fresh start, and I would be selling this spread, I would be getting uh, 15 cents. Okay. So the question that I that that I have for everybody is: Will you sell a credit spread in which you get 15 cents of credit? And if the answer is no, if you are not going to sell it, then why do you have it? But that is my answer, the answer for me. So this one is 15 cents, I will be taking it off. This one is 28 cents, I will be taking off. So my rule of thumb is that I want to have it when I enter, when I enter, at least $1. And I will start to peel them off depending on the risk, depending on, on what I am doing, you know, when they are worth up 
50 cents, 40 cents, etc., etc. So if you could knock that higher for, say, 30 points higher for a dollar, for less than a dollar, you'd probably do it. Oh, absolutely. If I, if I can move 10 po- 30 points for a dollar or less, I'm all in. I, I mm-hmm. would be doing that, you know. And what does it mean? See, the other part is that does, what does it mean for me, okay? And this is important. This is 10 contracts, 30 points, okay? I am liberating, uh, let's, let's, let's make sure that we understand that. I am liberating $30,000 on recti margin. Right, for, for 400 bucks. Yes. So, yeah. so, so, so the question then, the follow-up question is, how can I use those $30,000 on recti margin that I just liberated? That is the follow-up question. Because it's not only taking the risk, it's just reutilizing that money to improve my position. Right, right. Yep, now that, that, that makes sense, you know, to, to, uh, to bring your risk out if it's not worth having it on the line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Very good. So, yeah, um, good points there. I, I think that would be helpful. But like you said, when you do do that, you do have a monitoring challenge sometimes about where yes. you should be with the butterflies and stuff like that. And you kind of reference back to what the original position would have been. Right. And, and, and you want to see, see if, if we look at this particular uh, uh, put side here, it, this is a clean position, right? I mean, what I maintain mm-hmm. is, is that, that we can define that very easily. There is nothing fancy on that. So one of the challenges that I still do have is, is trying to maintain, uh, keep on, on having a clean position like this. You know, it mm-hmm. is not simple because you start to move to make so many modifications and you know that you are crazy when you, when you have uh, uh, options in, in so many different strikes that just thinking on getting out of the position is a nightmare. You know, then you don't have a very clean position. So that also you have to strive for that. Right. You stri- yeah, you strive to keep it as simple as possible. As simple as possible, right. Yeah, that bothers some people. That doesn't bother others. I, I like strikes everywhere, so it doesn't matter to me. But <laughs> other right. people, they want to be more organized. Yeah, and I, and I get that. <laughs> but but you are you, but you know how to get out of them. You know how to unwind them very quick. You know, right. So right. If, if you don't know how to unwind the position. Don't get in there. You know. Right. Because, yeah. If, if I know I have to, if I know I have to get out of a position on my telephone, I might not. I might not. Um, be so excited about having everything at different levels, mm-hmm. but uh, but yeah, certainly if you're uh, if you're if you're in front of the computer, you can unwind almost anything. But I I definitely get the the want to have a simple position. I think that makes sense mm-hmm. to a lot of people. Yep. Nice, nice. And uh, I don't have any more questions. So are you all set, Luis, or you got something else going on? I'm 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 done like a turkey. Done like a turkey. All right. Well, thank you very much for presenting this. I think there's there's a lot of neat information here, and you know, like I said, if you can if you can keep your uh, keep your losses minimal, I think that's going to help uh, help everybody along here. Mm-hmm. So, thank you for coming on. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, and uh, and stay in touch with us. We will talk to you soon. All right. Thank you very much, everybody. Thanks for coming. Okay. Bye bye.